This Thursday night football props edition of the Sports Game Podcast is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has just added Pick'em Scorchers where you can win 100x. Plus, every Sunday they're giving away $100,000. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $500. We're also brought to you by BetterHelp. Make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com/sgpn to get 10% off your first month. Finally, we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. This is Nate Collins. You're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. To the sports gambling podcast. I'm Sean, second the money green with my partner in picks, Ryan. Real money, Kramer. What's happening, Kramer? Dog. Hello, Sean. How we feeling? I, I'm feeling. I'm feeling pretty good considering how shitty my NFL picks were last week. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm gonna eat it. I felt a little unlucky. If I was Brandon Lang, I might point out that I got you on got the right you side. On the of, right side of, of that one. Titans game until they brought in the finisher, Gardner Minshew. I, I threw this stat out, Sean. Anthony Richardson. He has now started only one game, started and finished one out of his four games in his career. Missed a game, started and finished a game, started and didn't finish three games. He just can't when finish. Does it, when does he it can't finish. He should maybe he should go Deshaun Watson also hurt. Maybe they could rehab in the same facility and work on their finishing moves together. How did we not I'm not touching Deshaun Watson? It went to from Deshaun Watson probably gonna play to now he's going to miss multiple weeks. It, it almost feels like in the NFL, the more info we have, the less info we have. It, well, we've never had a, a time with more reporting. Uh, I think the takeaway is we have to start noting these teams and just how trustworthy. Because some are clearly shysters. Well, like, for example, wow. I mean, twenty twenty three. Can you say that on the yes. open airwaves? I, I think when you look at the Brown situation, I, I worry that how, how did we not like, again, I, I brought up an inkling to you on like a Friday, still not really why, like maybe that's why the line's moving now. He potentially going to be missing the game coming off the buy. Yeah. So what, again, what's the point of the injury report? Why did we get rid of probable doubtful? Well, uh, maybe we need. I'm I'm calling for full transparency, Commissioner. <laughs> I, I want if we're going to legalize gambling, and you guys are going to have official partners who are gambling partners, you have to get this right. You got to get it right, and you have to make sure because the other problem they have is, oh, you're giving the information to DraftKings before you're giving it to mm. the public. Well, so get ahead of it. Be very transparent. You can't have a guy go from questionable, no no big deal to not playing for three weeks. I, I just cannot wait until ESPN bet launches oh. the shit storm. They're oh. going to be getting because even, even now they're everyone when they lose a bet, Oh, it's rigged conspiracy <laughs> theories. Boyd. But could you imagine if 
Oh. Adam Schefter, the morning of, like we saw in this, in the, in this, the Cleveland game where it was late news at DTR, he reports in and go, Oh, well, he probably told ESPN bet before like that, that is going to be half. And especially with the draft Schefter's where there actually is tipping of picks and Schefter's in a tough spot. I mean, they already saw it last year, last uh, NBA draft with shams and the FanDuel stuff. I honestly don't even think there is any sort of collusion going on. No, but but you, it, but you you set yourself up for all that kind of bullshit. It's the monopoly aspect of you can't be the person reporting the information first and also have an arm of your business <laughs> yes. be responsible. Be a place that would benefit from that information. I mean, it's literally let's take it to the stock market. It's insider trading, which again, someone would probably counter by saying that's already happening. People are taking advantage of information ahead of time because they have a, a relationship. But with gambling, you have. I mean, I, I it. The, the, if you want to find a way to make this fail, this is how like some activist group can get behind it and actually kind of have a case to be like, that seems crooked to me. Yeah. That does actually seem a little crooked. So, I mean, it's great, right? ESPN got to leave the media business. <laughs> the betting business is too lucrative. Yes, we will take over your, the media content business. No one had this issue when it was barstool, by the way, <laughs> which is pretty funny. Yeah. Cause no like one was crying <laughs> like, wow, he's going to. But big cats leak. He he's telling the barstool <laughs> people first. Yes, they 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 were not getting that. All right, we are going to talk yes. Thursday night picks. We're going to be joined by Scott Reichel in a couple minutes here. Oh, the man! But before we even get to that, I where are we at with Travis Kelsey and the oh. injury? Uh, is he hurt? Is his heart hurt or is his ankle? Well, hurt? let's do it as a uh, Taylor Swift uh, oh. Taylor Swift song here. Oh no. Everything was so tranquil. Then you went and hurt your ankle. Now I don't know what player props to play. And you're playing with my heart every day. Travis, are you going to play on the game, on the field or just play with my heart? I've been, I know it's real. There you go. I've been bamboozled. I didn't realize Sean had a bit plan. This was amazing. Oh no. Before the show, he goes, what are we going to talk about before we get to Scott? And I, I, I go, I'm sure some stuff will come up. Little did I know Sean had a, a song set up. Uh, well, I, honestly, what inspired <laughs> it, I was not planning on going into the, the chat, but uh, Macon bacon, AKA oh, our favorite yes. New Zealand butcher was saying, anyone heard anything on Kelsey's ankle? There will be a song about that. And, uh, and so I improvised one in honor of making Kelsey or uh, uh, so naked bacon. He's playing. I did see that the Swifties are uh, starting to get behind the uh, grass versus turf debate mm. on the grass side. <laughs> now that Kelsey has been hurt <laughs> on artificial turf. Someone said if uh, the Swifties get the NFL to go to all, all grass in. would be so hilarious. I'm in. Yeah. Did you know, I was talking to the kids about Taylor Swift. Did you know Taylor Swift? Not cool for the young people mm. accord. I mean, at least my, the young people that uh, live in my house. So maybe it's like a cutoff where if you're, if you're a teen now, no, but the, I mean, dude, she has like a billion dollar tool tour. It's gotta be some young people. Yeah. I, I don't know. High school age and middle school age, both not into what, but the little one's been cranking on Eminem. So who knows what kind of, <laughs> I, <laughs> That's a whole different conversation. I mean, again, just getting jacked in her room to lose yourself. It's before the game, and she's like, "Can we listen to my music on the way to the game?" Oh, she's got a hype mix, of course, thinking it's going to be some crappy new. And she (laughs) she throws on like like early Eminem, and I'm like, oh, like how do I both be a little bit disappointed she's listening to Eminem at this probably similar age that that we were getting into it, or but at the same time, I'm like, 
Yeah, this is good. Like, uh, get hyped up before a game music. You yeah, know? you just have to. It does. Did she have a good game? And that's whether you decide. Whether oh yeah, she can listen uh, to more uh, Eminem. Yeah, top top level performance. Speaking of M and M's, have you gotten the uh, cookie dough brownies from Little Caesars that have M and M's in them? I thought you were about to ask me a legitimate question about M and M's. No, that was right. good. No, Very this good. is this is why I am a transition pro. But again, Little Caesars, it's easier to talk about Little Caesars because they're official, the official pizza sponsor of the NFL, the official pizza sponsor of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Pizza pairs perfectly with a great NFL Sunday. I mean, we got another London game, so we're going to be putting in another another 12, 14 hour day. You need to load up uh, on some little C's, give you that energy uh, in the afternoon. Love the pretzel crust, the delicious buttery pretzel crust surrounding that pepperoni piled high. Order online during our pizza pizza pregame one hour before and three hours after NFL kickoffs, plus all day Sunday. So, so many great times to get in. Uh, they actually have stuffed crazy bread. I have not tried that yet. Uh, that is on my little Caesars list to order. The cookie dough uh, brownies are just, I mean, the amount of chocolate they squeeze into one brownie is just delicious. Caesar wings, they pair, uh, they pair great with all the dipping sauces. Toss on a nice little two liter Pepsi and you're good to go. Uh, delivery or in store uh, with their pizza portal pickup. Very easy. Grab some friends, enjoy a few slices. Little Caesars, pizza, pizza. And we're also brought to you by Manscaped. You thought last year they outdid themselves with Ball Oween. And, uh, but now, now they're moving north of the border to your face. That's right, to give your face the cleanest shave it's ever seen. You trust it with your balls. You got to trust it with your chin. Manscaped, love Manscaped. They've been uh, advertising on here for years. They said we we just got it. Any chance we can have to Sean talk about his pubes or his beard, we are in. The handyman, a skin safe technology, help reduce nicks and cuts. Feel confident. The Beard Hedger Pro Kit is is awesome. You don't want to look like a wolf man. How? <laughs> that's that's an injured wolf man. Uh, beard hedger is is a must and uh, keeps a, keeps the beard nice, trimmed, clean look. And uh, when you use our promo code SGP, twenty percent off and free shipping. Manscaped.com. Well done, Sean. Thank you. Yeah, I, it's interesting. They're going from the balls to the face. I was always taught to go the other way. <laughs> well, and then you don't. That's why they have a separate trimmer for it. You don't want to be trimming your trimming your beard with the uh, the lawnmower. That's why they have the beard hedger separate from the lawnmower. Rules is uh, old as time itself. <laughs> All right, we're going to be talking props, uh, su- or Thursday night football first touchdown, and of course the D Gen only parlay. Sean, we're already to week six. Yes. Can you believe it? Well, you tried to start crowbarring in. Can you believe it on week four and week five? I got ahead of it. Yep. I did not see. Can you believe it's week six here? Oh, I well, I I can't believe we're here. <laughs> I'm I'm uh, f- fully clear. I would say that I think the our, our Tom Tom Cruise would say about my uh, con- current mental state. Mm. I've I've done a lot of flushing. Yes. So I'm clear. You're clear. You're ready to go. Dialed in. Laser focused. Uh, based on that handicap of the last couple of primetime games, I'd say I'm pretty dialed in. Didn't just go, I'm not one of these, hey, I'm just throwing darts at first touchdown. No. Gave you a full fucking handicap. <laughs> Nailing it. Yes. And uh and feel like a golfer after like a three hole stretch where you go birdie par birdie. 
fucking that's as that's as good as it gets. I feel really good about the first touchdown bets. All right, uh, is our guest available? Right, I think so. Okay, joining, he's always available. First, joining us on the line, man, the myth, the legend, Scott Reichel. You know him from the NFL Gambling Podcast and the Tennis Gambling Podcast. I know the the tennis uh, the tennis DJs go pretty hard. What's happening <laughs> in the tennis world, Scott? Water matches at around 3 a.m. So you know I'm watching them all. <laughs> yes, that's that's Scott's time to shine. Uh, do you have uh, something I can get down on at 3 a.m.? Perfect. Well, there's, what, there's nothing else going on, so he's very focused on just the tennis. <laughs> it makes a lot of sense. It's bad news for the books if Scott can just have tennis <laughs> laser focus. Got it dialed in. How's your how's your NFL season going so far, Scott? Uh, so far, it's been going okay. I've been hitting more on the props and the actual sides, but overall, uh, you're getting a pretty good gauge of which teams are constantly backable. Uh, maybe your team, not to try to you know pump your ego up a bit high. Whoa. But there are a couple teams to fade. Which sorry to kick <laughs> oh, wow, always perfect, down, but it kind of balances out that way. <laughs> but you're starting to be able to tell which teams are you know elite, which teams are really not that good. Is it me or does it feel like there's a lot of teams that are really not that good? Yeah, I, <laughs> you get I the was same feeling. Yeah. I was saying the same thing. It I I would even I would go more with like the divide between the good and even the middle yeah. class is stark now. Well, and even teams that we thought like, oh man, the Dolphins, they're gonna be historic. Then they get their ass kicked by Buffalo. And then <laughs> Buffalo, it's like, oh, Buffalo's back. They're good. Don't worry. And then they lose outright to Jacksonville. All my Eagles friends who kept bitching, even when we were four and oh, oh, we haven't won by enough. I, I go, guys, this is how the NFL is. Like September is a pretty sloppy month. What's their ATS football. record? Eagles. Yeah. Well, it depends. Do you grade that Minnesota push. as a push? Give it a push. So it's um, three, one, and one. Then that's they're they're ahead of the curve. Then yeah, for, I, for a I, team that's laying points every game to be ahead ahead on the ATS record means they're they're outperforming the market clearly because the they're already getting more love in the market because you would assume the the public actions coming their way. Yeah, and it's just been an interesting season. I, I think we're going to continue to see this, where teams kind of uh, just the league in general, a little sloppy to start in September, and then it's know, all these October. fucking country clubs, like in uh, like in East Rutherford. <laughs> and that no, Throw the pads on. No Let me see some Oklahoma camp. drill. Yeah, Dan Campbell's on this. Well, it's probably why Detroit came out firing. Yeah, uh, looking really good. They just run the Oklahoma drill constantly in Detroit. Scott, uh, we're going to get to the props real quick though. Like walk us through your process of props. I know you like you like betting them, you like grading them. You open you open up the computer Thursday night props. What do you what do you hop it in on? Is it just you you have a lean and then you start researching? Walk us through your process. Well, I tend to start off going through the actual probability of props hitting in the past. So I'll go through recent games just to see how often they're being used, if they're being utilized properly, the injury report stuff like that. I also tend to look at the snap count pretty consistently because I do want to know how often my guy's going to be on the field. And I do want to know the overall pecking order at a specific uh, position, running back or wide receiver. For example, if your guy's getting a boost in snap count, for example, Brees hall against the Broncos last week, Yes, you saw Brees hall officially off of a pitch count, a pitch count there. And you knew that his snap count was going up every week because Dalvin cooks, not any good. And next thing you know, Brees hall leads the league in rushing that week because Denver's really bad against the run into that in a second, but the snap count was able to dictate some of that trend continuing. And that's an example of that. But I tend to look at snap counts. I'll go through matchups, injury reports, stuff like that. Then I'll dive into the overall props and I'll go through the actual lines, the spread, the total stuff like that. If you see a high total, you're going to expect to see a lot of touchdowns, obviously, and a lot of yards. 
and with the spread, and we'll talk about that in a second with this game, you're expecting one team to do a lot more of the score than the other because the Chiefs are expected to score about 30 points in this game. So I try to conduct or I construct a game script that I think the game's going to follow, and then I'll build a parlay around that, stuff like that. Love it. Yeah, I mean, I think over the years, like looking into snap percentage is something that I didn't do maybe years ago that I feel like has been a good part of the process because oh, especially with- it's a super easy tool. And I mean, it's like, there's two ways to look at it. You look at snap count overall and you look at snap count down in like the scoring areas for yeah. touchdown stuff. And you, though, and maybe especially you sprinkle for like in- first touchdown too, like the, the red zone, not only the targets, but are you consistently out there when they're in the red zone? Are you consistently out there period? Or just when are you out there? Yeah. Right. That can help inform how you're going to be used. And again, most of this stuff, all of this stuff is freely available. So yeah, very easy to find. All right, Scott, kick it off. What's your uh, first prop for Thursday night football? All right. So I'm actually going to go to a touchdown prop. I am going to go with Pacheco to go higher than half a receiving or rushing touchdown. He scored a touchdown in each of the last three games. I said before, Kansas city has a team total of 29 and a half. So you're assuming they're probably going to score three, four touchdowns, maybe more in this game. A lot to go around, and Denver is allowing 187.6 rushing yards per game, which is the most in the league by a wide margin. It's the highest number I can remember yeah. for about five weeks. They can't stop anybody. So I think that Pacheco getting into the end zone does seem like a pretty safe option since Kansas City might lean more on the ground game for this matchup. But I do like Pacheco to score a touchdown in this game. Yeah, I love it. I mean, it, the Denver, I, I know going into last week, they had historically the worst defense by DVOA. I, I don't think their performance against the jets probably de- I mean, maybe it helped a little bit cause they, I, but still they're just so bad on defense. I actually went to the other side. I went offense, Russell Wilson, lower two twenty eight and a half passing yards. I mean, he had 223 passing yards against the Chicago bears. If you're not able to light <laughs> them up passing yards wise, I, I just don't think it's going to happen. One ninety six against the jets who arguably have a decent passing defense. Raiders only 177. This Chiefs defense is really pretty uh, effective and and why they're going to be a handful in the playoffs assuming they they kind of get that high-powered offense going at some point. But yeah, I just Russell Wilson this passing offense seems completely out of sorts. His confidence seems shot and uh you know, by playing Russell Wilson lowers unders, I think there is a chance he gets pulled at some point during really? this game. Why why this game? I, because Sean Payton, I mean, you saw his reaction when he fumbled the game away. I think he's really ready to snap. I feel like if there is a game and he wants to humiliate Russell Wilson, yeah. you got to do it on prime time. Do you, I mean, am I crazy for thinking this might be the game that he gets pulled? Uh, if he has a bad, really bad first half, what are they bringing him out for the second half? Just to ask, by the way, he was taking snaps when the Dolphins had seventy points, right? Yeah, just just making sure yeah. Wilson no. was not benched in that game. No, so. he wasn't. That's a great point, I mean, Scott. That's a good and point. And I like Scott. how you said that without uh, making Sean feel stupid about his. Well, because he's not like, wrong. Because Peyton's getting more frustrated every week. But I'm just saying, if you're not no, going to get benched when your team's down fifty, that's you might be fine for the sake of playing in the fourth quarter. I'll say game. this: maybe though. he was they humiliated. Had, they at least they at least were moving the ball a little bit, oh. and it was a bunch of receiver fumbles that were really killing them. I'm just saying 
I would not be shocked if he gets pulled from this game, even if he plays the full sixty minutes. I like this angle. I might have to. Well, steal if this. it's if it's a competitive game, I don't think it's because they're they're Russell Wilson is lighting it up passing. You saw that his fumble, uh, his his higher half fumble is a spicy one point one point seven five. They know our audience is, is just gonna love that. He fumbled twice last week, so I. That's the official spicy sound drop. Oh, I thought that was the fumble sound drop. <laughs> Kramer, what do you got? Well, you guys both kind of teed up an angle that that I I'm in on. So I'll I'll go back to what Scott was talking about and Pacheco. I don't mind the touchdown angle. I went rushing yards angle. I I think they could lean on the running game a little yeah. bit more. And when you see what Pacheco does when he gets the volume, a um, couple weeks back, 20 carries versus, versus the Jets, 115 yards. Last week, a strange. 16 for 55 against the Vikings. Maybe it even has this number depressed a little bit, but this is a banger of a matchup. And uh, I, I think they lean into him. I think he's finally all the way healthy and I'd be surprised if he doesn't, he doesn't have the efficiency to get over this number. So uh, give me higher than 74 and a half rushing yards. Yeah. I mean, it's hard not to like, well, uh, also just the way that they haven't so last year it felt like the chiefs were working in on the, like their defensive backfield was like a work in progress all year. And then finally in the playoffs, they got there. It feels like that's what the receivers are this year. Yeah. They, they just have not been lighting it up with their receivers. They're, they're kind of just winning games, letting their defense control stuff, run the ball a little bit. And you know, who knows what this means for the, the rest of the season. But I, I, I I mean, it makes me wonder if the under is the way you look in this game because I, I I don't know if the Broncos are gonna uh, the Broncos only help speed it up if they give the defense touchdowns. Yeah, which and, and that's why it's dangerous to get in on. And there are a couple seem, there are a couple overs I like, but um, it is slightly dangerous because this could be a, an incredible not a totals guy. If this game ended up being like seventeen six, I I guess I wouldn't be shocked. Uh, Scott, what's your what's your next prop you like here? Uh, so I'm going to transition actually to defense. I'm going to look at a Denver player. I'm going to take Damari Mathis higher than five tackles and assists. Cumberland's why he's had at least five tackles and assists in every game so far this season. He's had at least six in three of the last four. And a big reason why I'm not sure how often Denver's offense is going to be on the field in this game. Denver ranks 26th in time possession. Kansas City ranks seventh. So I do think the <laughs> defensive player is going to be on the field for a decent amount of this matchup. Yeah. But I do think when you're looking at going for a trend or I should say a player that has gone over a number consistently, he's gone over the tackles and assists because once again, Denver is constantly giving up first downs. They're always on the field. And with the amount of snaps he's on the field for, I think Mathis is a pretty good look here for higher than five tackles and assists. I like that. Need yeah. A, need a defensive. Yeah. Take need a, mind. need a little uh, defensive prop handicapping. All right. So did you, were you, did you want to go? Oh, sure. I mean, I, I was going to, I have another, I have a parlay off of your Russell okay, Wilson, let's go. Take, which is uh, Judy for the same. They, they just shut down Jefferson. I understand he got hurt, but they were still shutting him down before he got hurt. Uh, Judy coming off his best, maybe his best game of the season. Again, maybe you kind of, you make a lot of sense. It worries me that if he does get benched, that Judy, this Judy prop is, is in danger. Well, yeah. Stidham. And, and such but Judy lower than 54 and a half receiving yards. Um, honestly, at, at some point, no, why is the media not questioning Sean Payton at all? Hmm. Uh, I, hmm. I, because hmm. he was in the media and they seemingly 
like to give their media friends a pass. He's not doing am a good I, am coaching. Am I part of the media? Because I think he sucks. <laughs> yes. Am I part of the media? Uh, well, yeah. Uh, big media like Scott Reichel are going after him. <laughs> we're early Just adopters saying. of the Sean Payton sucks. He's Wait. looked horrible. I, I, I initially going into my handicap of the Broncos before the season, I go, all right. Well, Sean Payton will at least get these end of game scenarios right, where it's like, hey. You know, Hackett messed up so many of those, like kicking the field goal at 62 yard. Like, okay, Sean Payton's experienced coach. He'll get those right. He hasn't even gotten to spots where those matter because he's been too busy getting his ass kicked. Like they've looked horrible. It's it's a scheme thing and it's an effort thing. Like you see some really, really lethargic, I think would be the best way to describe the tackling. I mean, on that Brees Hall run, it was an awesome run by Brees Hall, but you also saw some really shitty tackling on the other side for the Broncos. Going over to my prop, I'm going uh Jarek McKinnon, higher 12 and a half receiving yards. He's gone over this three out of the last four games. It's like one catch. Sean. It's just one screenplay where the Broncos linebackers or their front seven are just lollygagging or not being aggressive, arm tackling. Jarek McKinnon's a vet. He's he's gonna get to that. Uh, 13 receiving yards. I like that angle. I mean, to the same reason why I like your, you guys are both on Pacheco. I like that as well. But I think McKinnon is 12 and a half receiving yards, especially if Kelsey's out or limited. I do think Kelsey will play, but yeah, Jarek McKinnon higher 12 and a half receiving yards. That feels like a, a nice price there. Scott, what else you like here? Yeah. So I also like the McKinnon play, but I am going to go to another pass catcher on Kansas City. I'm going to go with Justin Watson higher nice. than 21 and a half receiving yards. I, I'm at on least this 40. too. This is crazy, he's, right? He's had at least 45 in four of the first five games of the season. He's had at least 27 and six of the last nine. You mentioned that Kelsey's banged up. I'm not sure if he's going to be able to generate that much separation in this matchup. And you might be limited in terms of snap counts, but you're looking at Kansas City's receivers and I'm not sure how many of them are actually like good. We can talk about it because <laughs> yeah. Scantling hasn't been really underwhelming this year. I think Rice is pretty good, so we'll see what he does. I know people are high on Ross. He hasn't really contributed much so far this season. But Kansas City just throws guys out there to see what works, and he did catch a pretty important jump ball from Mahomes on that third-down arm punt in that second half against the Vikings. But Watson is a big play receiver. That's why the line's a bit low because his reception count is usually around one or two every game. But he's always down the field. Sertan's not going to be guarding him. So you can argue that Sertan will take away another pass catching option. And I do think as a result, you're looking at Watson. One catch might get it done. Yeah. When you've had at least 45 and four of the first five games, I'm taking it to have at least 22. Yeah. And he's, he's, he does seem like their deep threat. I think if Kelsey is limited at all, that helps him. I mean, you nailed it. Like, I, I don't, his, his uh, snap percentage is right up there. I don't see how Justin Watson doesn't have a, I mean, at least 22 receiving yards feels very low for him. He could. It, yeah. I mean, one play for Justin Watson, 22 receiving yards is not crazy at all. This feels really low. Um, yeah. I'm all over this Kramer. What, what else you like? All right. So decided to get a little spicy. That's all right. But well, I'm tailing both of you guys, by the way, I've, I've, I've expanded mine out to uh out to five because I, I piggybacked on the Watson play. The Watson plays genius because he runs at least three times a game. He runs some sort of longer or like high a dot route Yeah, in, in like against like on the other side of a bunch formation or like yep. where he's definitely going to have single. Yeah, they like go out of their way to draw up that kind of stuff for him. Yeah. See that one seemed easy. And then I'm, I'm telling you on the Russ, I'm, I'm kind of 
doing a little correlation with Judy and Russ there. So I expanded mine out to five. And the fifth one's a spicy one. Ooh. Sean, I have a question for you. Yeah, I'm listening. After Isaiah Pacheco, who has the most targets or uh, opportunities in the red zone for the Chiefs over the last two weeks? Rashi Rice? Rashi Rice. Oh, okay. 1.75 on underdog, mm. aka plus 175. We're going to play the anytime game with him. He scored one last week. We're so we're and we're so maybe the price a little depressed, but uh, obviously they're a guy that he's he's being used in the red zone. He's being used in the in the gadget stuff. And if if Kelsey is out now, I did read that Amazon is preparing uh, as if Taylor Swift will be at the game. So I I a a, a Kelsey. This will be great if if a Swifty can beat Adam Schefter to the Travis Kelsey start uh, news on Thursday night. That'll be the media coming full circle because you, the, the, I mean like the gossip, they, they scout out their houses. They're, they're all like, they literally follow their life. So if, I mean, a Swifty breaking NFL news would really come full circle. Yeah. So uh, I don't know if Amazon has inside info, but it does sound like they are preparing as if she's going to be there. Okay. And so just where I, I bring it up only to say, I do think that um, I, I think rice's chances increase. If, if Kelsey, I don't think it's another tight end. I think it's rice. Um, and so, yeah, if Kelsey somehow misses out that being said, Kelsey, his anytime, AKA his a higher, lower on underdog is even money, which that's the best price you're going to find in the market. I think I saw him on FanDuel at minus one thirty anytime. So uh, if you're looking to maybe add a, a cheaper square, if he's playing, I like him to score. Yeah, so, and he did. So practice. are you saying that since Taylor's going to be there, he might be in the booth, uh, hanging out with oh, Taylor? Oh wow, that's that I, I no. Well, he's practice. He practiced today. I more think that if if it if, might be a decoy. No, if, if he up. if she's there, they have to have the touchdown <laughs> so they can go to the box for extended period of time. It's in the script, almost certainly. It's in he the didn't script. against the Jets. No, I know. That means I know. anything. It didn't. It didn't. Well, that was that she, was the he's first. He's only scored. That when was she's episode not there. one. Oh wow, wow. Well, I mean, scored on the field. Yes. Yeah. Of course. Uh, she definitely seems like he must be scoring. Kelsey doesn't seem like the kind of guy that's not scoring <laughs> off the field. Uh, just <laughs> he's one of those guys who will get penetration. Hey, if you like uh, any of these prices, head over to Underdog Fantasy. Get in on their pick 'em. Uh, as Ryan was mentioning, they got the scorchers. You can get it all the way up to a hundred x if you go five for five with some scorchers in there. Uh, Underdog Fantasy, the pick 'em is great, and uh, they also have that resurrection, the best ball draft. Uh, you know, basically a rest of the season. I like um, the name. Yeah, resurrection. You get another chance. Uh, my best ball draft's not looking amazing right now, so I'll be getting in on Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. Hundred percent deposit bonus up to five hundred dollars. That is a limited time offer. We'll see how long they keep that up, but right now, hundred percent up to five hundred dollars. Moving over to the oh. first touchdown market. Where uh, Kramer's been on a heater, Kramer. I'll let you. I'll I'll save you for last. We'll let of our. Of course, no. We'll let course. our guests go first here. Scott, what do you like here for the first touchdown market? So it is going to tie into the spicy play that Kramer Ooh. suggested. I do yes. like Rasheed Rice. Yeah. Uh, first touchdown at fourteen to one. He scored a touchdown in two of the first five games this season. He had a touchdown last week. Does seem like the Chiefs are trusting him a bit more. He also almost had a touchdown in that Bears game. I believe he was tackled at the one yard line. 
but I like how he's played. We said before that Kelsey might be limited. Even even money for Kelsey touchdown that kind of tells you based on the market price what he usually is. He's compromised, which is definitely obvious if you ended up watching the game. He looked better in the second half, but I wonder all the injections he got at halftime to help <laughs> deal with the pain. But the point is, I don't think Kelsey's near 100%, and the receiving core has been a bit iffy. It does seem like Mahomes is starting to trust more in Rice. He had some drop problems in preseason. Seems like he's over those. I like Rice first touchdown score at fourteen to one. Yeah, hell yeah, love that. I'm on. I'm on Rashi Rice as well. The red zone targets, everything that Scott uh, said, he nailed it. He's fourteen to one. I also got Kansas City defense special teams. Make sure you get the the defense special teams, not just the defense. Uh, twenty eight to one. My theory is Russell Wilson sucks. I mean, we saw Mac Jones kind of just keep giving up defensive touchdowns. He's pretty good at that. Russell Wilson seemingly on a, a similar path there. Twenty eight to one feels like a good price. And 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 I wouldn't be shocked they break something special teams. If you have a team like the Broncos with a lot of quitting them and some bad arm tackling, arm tackling spreads, and uh, especially into the uh, return game. Last but not least, I'm only playing one Bronco in the special in the uh, first really? touchdown market. Yeah. Diabolic. Give me Adam Troutman. 31 to 1. He's been out there for 90% of the snaps. He's essentially their starting tight end. He had a touchdown last week. I he is clearly Sean Payton, one of his guys. Sean Payton is down to just his guys. So yeah, Adam Troutman, 31 to 1. Scott, you got any other first touchdowns you like? Yeah, so I also have Chiefs defense special teams. Oh, I know yes. choice. Look at you. Uh, I was I was gonna have to take that for the value, especially with Denver and how careless they can be with the football. Uh, to go through some numbers on that, the Broncos are averaging 1.6 turnovers per game, which is tied for the sixth most in the league. Wilson has thrown one interception each of the last two games against Kansas City, and Wilson has been sacked at least four times in each of the last two starts against Kansas City. We saw the strip sack touchdown against the Jets last week. They can't really pass protect against Kansas City, and that might be an issue for Denver in this matchup. So give me the Chiefs special teams and touch and uh, defense as well. And I did pick one Bronco. I did pick Cortland Sutton at eighteen to one. He's had a touchdown in three of the first five games. He's played at least eighty three percent of the snaps in every game this season. He's clearly Wilson's favorite red zone target. So if you want to make an argument for Denver, maybe surprising uh, some people and scoring the first touchdown, I think eighteen to one is a bit high. Kansas City's pretty good against the run. Denver doesn't have many running backs at this point. Uh, McLaughlin's more of a pass catcher. I don't know if Javante's healthy or not, but Sutton has easily been Wilson's favorite target in the red zone. I think eighteen to one's a bit high. I'll take the value there. Yeah, he has. He's looked not good except for in the red zone, mm. which it makes me sad. I was I, I definitely drafted a lot of Cortland Sutton this year, so the touchdowns have been nice, but he doesn't look like the same receiver he used no. to be. All right, you ready for this? Let's go. Is there a, do we have a drum roll sound effect or something that we can hype I can, up? I can do some dramatic music for you, Ryan. In no, this I, corner, trying to jinx it. So yeah, I I I pulled the numbers. I did the uh, I did the research. Turns out the system for tonight: twelve personnel all the way around. Really? Oh yeah. No Kelsey. Okay. We we like the fact. We don't like the fact that he's obviously injured because it's driven down the prices for the other guys. But we're gonna go Noah Gray at fourteen to one. We're gonna go Blake Bell at twenty-one to one. Simple. Yep. Not gonna overthink it. Thought about going half unit on Kelsey, uh, but I, I do I do think he's a little banged up. On the other side, this is where we're hoping Denver maybe scores fast. Troutman thirty-one to one. Uh, already kind of discussed it. Uh, he was also a guy we discussed last week. Ended up scoring a touchdown, and then we're gonna go with the backup. The clear number two, uh, probably getting about uh, 
forty percent of the snaps. Mr. Chris Manhurts, which is a great tight end name. Man hurts. <laughs> oh, I wish Berman was around to see this. <laughs> Man hurts. One hundred to one. What? Oh Worth noting, God. both of these teams. What are, is his? What was his snap count last game? Um, fortunately, I have that uh, memorized. No, I'm just kidding. I have to pull up the tab. Um, he was out there. Twenty-four percent. Twenty-four percent. All right. He's the only other tight end with a red zone target on the All season. Right. Uh, and again, is Dolchich just completely off he's, the radar? Right. He's been. Yeah. He's been. Uh, well, Peyton. He sends people to the uh, like. He's in the Randy Gregory camp. Of, <laughs> you've been put out to pass. There's very clearly guys that uh, that Sean Peyton likes and guys he yeah. doesn't like. Uh, it, not not one of Peyton's guys right now. We were. Definitely the fantasy community was spoofed on that one yeah. in the offseason. Oh, pretty, they're gonna be using him in the uh in the in the Joker. Joker. Yeah, no, I think the <laughs> This is this was Sean Pay Sean Payton ripped that bong and he started talking to some guys about Dolce's being about a Joker. And they're like, What? Joker roll? That's electric. All right, I was pulling up the DVOA, which haven't talked a lot about DVOA right now. It's it's a sensitive hey, subject. Hey, FTN uh, Fantasy com. That's where they got yeah, it. Yeah, sensitive subject. We haven't been discussing a lot. Uh, my eyes, Sean. It's really just about my eyes. The that both these teams got awful against the tight end, uh, which I was bringing up the tight end rankings, and I was it was really impressive how bad the Eagles have been uh, against the tight end. Uh, it doesn't seem to matter. Maybe no. maybe tight ends matter. Go birds. Maybe tight ends matter less than uh, less than running backs, but. Uh, both these teams in the bottom ten in DVOA against the tight end. They've given up gobs of fantasy points. So, yeah, that's that's the system. All tight ends. Simple system, you, Ryan. Yeah, love I mean, it. surprised you weren't on it. You love a good. Tight oh, end. I do. I've I have Tramon in there. Um, but yeah, you, I didn't, you don't have all tight ends. No, you're right. I don't. Hey, you know what? It, maybe you got a system. Maybe you got some parlay ideas. Well, you got to head over to hofbets.com. Use that code SGPN. Get fifty percent off your first month. They got you covered. The the revolutionary parlay optimizer. You go hit by it, it's great. You just add in your different legs of the parlay. It'll calculate the odds based on previous hit rates. And you can you can sort like, hey, do you want just the last three games? Have you noticed the trend? Or do you want to go last two years? Whatever it is, they got you covered there. And it's not just NFL, NBA right around the corner. Perfect uh, for helping you get some plus EV. SGPs for the NBA. Love this Hall of Fame bets tool and the the app really easy to use. So download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get fifty percent off your first month today. Start researching. Start winning with Hall of Fame bets. Hall of Fame guest Scott Reichel will let you kick things off here. Which, by the way, Sean, what Scott was talking about earlier, looking at historical stuff, mm. Hall of Fame bets, very good for that. Yeah, you hit the deep data button, they'll just tell you, like, hey, this is how many games he's gone over 35 receiving yards. It, like for Justin Watson, it's very easy. Kinda, it does a lot of, like, it, it's way better than staring at pro football reference. Yeah, and just trying to eyeball it or pull out my, I know I'm in too deep when I used to, like, pull out my phone calculator. I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> if, if only there was another way. HOF Bets has us covered. Scott, what do you like for a parlay here for Thursday night football? All right, so I am going to go to a couple of Chiefs touchdown scores. I'm going to go with Pacheco first half touchdown. Nice. Ooh. I'm not sure it's going to be exactly like the Bears game where they score 34 points in the first half, but it might get ugly. And I do think Kansas City has a decent chance of scoring three touchdowns in the first half, at least two. So I do think Pacheco is going to get one of them. 
So give me Pacheco first half touchdown. And I'm going to parlay that with McKinnon anytime touchdown. And that oh. two-pick pays out at around plus 1444. Uh, I said before, Pacheco's had a touchdown in three straight games. Kansas City's team total is 29 and a half. Denver's allowing the most rushing yards in the league by a country mile. <laughs> McKinnon has some crazy historical numbers against Denver with Kansas City. He's had five receiving touchdowns in the last three games against Denver. So Denver can never cover him. And I think that looking at the anytime touchdown odds for him separately, it's probably worth a straight bet just based on the historical numbers. But I do like that 14 uh, to one parlay. Basically, that's what the odds are. I think Kansas City is going to score a bunch of points. And I do think once again, it might work out well where Pacheco's going to get an early rushing touchdown. Then they're going to get McKinnon in there. He'll get open. He'll find a seam in the red zone and he'll score. But once again, five receiving touchdowns for a backup running back in the last three games against this opponent tells me they can't guard him. So I'll take McKinnon to score. Great nugget. Yeah, no, I'm with you. And uh, I might have to update my. So wait, what do you? Do you ha- you're parlaying all those together, just, or what's yeah, those two things, right? Okay. Just a, just a two pick for around fourteen to one. Love it. Simple, easy, not overthinking it. Ryan, you mentioned uh, that reminds me of the thirty-six to one same game parlay I gave out for Sunday Night Football. <laughs> it's very nice. It's very well thought out. I I always love a good reverse correlation. Ooh! So at Adam Troutman, we both like him, Ryan, for first touchdown. The ninety percent of the snaps, the fact that he actually got a touchdown. Maybe he has a game. You mentioned Kansas City; their, their one weakness defensively seems maybe to the tight ends. Maybe Adam Troutman gets two touchdowns. Oh, That's whoa, sixty-five whoa, whoa. to one. Whoa! That's pretty good in and of itself. But if you just tie on Kansas City money line, uh. You can get this up to 90 to 1. So Adam Troutman, two touchdowns, Chiefs money line, little reverse correlation there, uh, gets you to a 90 to 1 parlay. He has been the guy to score touchdowns. It, it's been uh, pretty consistent. Yeah, I mean, he only, I think he what? He only has one this year, but I. No, I, it was last week. Yeah. Recency uh, bias, baby. Well, I, I do think there is something going on. You look at his. Uh, like it not only is his snap share last week, but also there's clearly been a rise uh, from starting out at 72% week one. Now he's all the way up to 90%. They, he had his biggest game of the year with the uh, touchdown. Uh, I, I think he's kind of sneakily an interesting play. Maybe he gets this in garbage time, the second one. So, yeah, give me Adam Trapman, two touchdowns, Chiefs money line. Now you could. Why are we, Chiefs money line? Yeah. Well, you want minus ten and a half. You put it; it puts it up to like one sixty three. I just don't want. I don't want them to be you, up by fourteen and then Adam Troutman to get the second touchdown and then lose the minus ten and a half. That's fair. So I'm just going Chiefs money line, keeping it safe, Ryan, at ninety to one. Okay. What do you got for us? Uh, tight ends. I said I like the tight ends. So Noah Gray anytime, which is plus two forty. Pretty nice. Especially if Kelsey's banged up a little bit. We got Adam Troutman anytime, five to one. Oh, wow. Really? We put those together with a Chiefs minus 16 and a half onslaught game script. And like we discussed earlier, what goes along with a nice onslaught game script? Well, we like Pacheco to go on over his rushing yards. So those four things happen. And I hate to outdo you, Sean, but plus nine, two, two, zero. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Over the top. Uh, that's I just had to. I mean, I I've been in a good groove lately. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna hate on. Did that. I get too greedy here? 
run it back for the, after the game. Noah, <laughs> Noah Gray, Noah Gray. Scott's intrigued. Noah Gray, Adam Troutman, both score touchdowns. Scott. Uh, as a handicapper, you have a, a bonus bet on either Ryan's <laughs> podcast or Ryan's parlay or my parlay. What are you putting your bonus bet on? Uh, so Ryan's got, f- uh, you have two touchdowns for trial, but Kansas City's going to win the game. So yes. I basically have a 90 to one on one leg. I got to remember what yours <laughs> were again. So you have great a score. You have Troutman to score. You have Pacheco rushing and you have what's chiefs, the last one? chiefs all minus 16 and a half. Uh, if I had to pick one of the two, I'd probably pick Sean's because there's just less things that have to go right yes. for me to get there. Sharp. But. That's how you. I, I I keep mentioning this, but if you're gonna go with the long shot stuff, to Scott's point, it's essentially two plays with Adam Troutman and then Chiefs winning. And if you're like us and you you're kind of conceding that the Chiefs will win this game, hmm. then it's just two things that have to happen. Versus some of these people put together these parlays. Uh, there was a guy who shared a parlay slip. It was a it was like college football. It was like a sixteen team money line parlay with all favorites. And then he had Miami money line was oh, like, Oh, this yeah. is a bad mm-hmm. beat. It's like, no, it's not a bad beat. It's a bad parlay. Like, what are you doing parlaying all these college football favorites? Like all it takes is one wacky thing to go wrong. And I think it was only like it was like twelve to one or something. Like you can you can find that in one play first touchdown. I, I understand the point you're trying to make, but just to be clear, Miami pulling up Pizarre check with no timeouts is definitely a bad beat, right? <laughs> yes, you're right. I mean, you're right. I, it, so is, you, it is a bad beat. Can we at least yes. agree on that point? That's no, an all-time no, right. bad beat. If you had Miami money line, it was a bad <laughs> beat. But you should like don't you can't complain about this ill-constructed parlay. You can get that price in a much easier fashion than having to have. 14 games or whatever he was, uh, go right. Gamble responsibly. Yeah, gamble responsibly. The, le- the less things, the better. If you wanted parlays. to be responsible, and maybe uh, you liked Jarek McKinnon anytime better than Noah Gray, that version of my parlay would actually pay out. If I swapped the uh, Noah Gray out, Jarek McKinnon in, everything else the same. Uh, one plus one three zero seven seven. So I'm also going to play a version of the parlay that includes Scott's uh, Jarek McKinnon angle. So I like the Jarek McKinnon. I'll, I'll cover it both ways. Maybe get him in uh, some of the spicy stuff. God, I'm going to be having to have too many again tonight. No, look out. Hopefully, I don't win again. Yep. Look God out. Help us. If you lose, because yeah. if exactly. you win, you wish you had more on it. So yeah. it's all hindsight. Uh, well, I I do have some sad news, Sean. What I'm noticing that? a, a I, I have maybe caught a little bit of a limit on some oh, some of really? these. <laughs> it's like oh the first touchdown God. bets. Some point they start kind of going. All right, we're not going to give you all the money. Uh, yeah, you can bet five dollars and seventy-seven cents on this one. <laughs> that's still that's that's not a bad payout. Scott, what do you what do you got going on uh, SGPN this week? Where can people check you out? Uh, doing tennis podcast episodes <laughs> basically every day at this point. Besides nice. that, just recorded a Coach of the Year award breakdown for the oh. NBA season. Don't look now, NBA season right around the corner. Uh, for me personally, I'll be betting on hockey tonight, so I'll be busy watching the opening <laughs> night of the NHL. I uh, basically watch any sport that's on. Uh, I got the WNBA game two for the finals episode tonight with Terrell. I'll be doing that too, along with the Thursday night football episode. So keep them busy. Yeah. I uh, love how Scott includes, I'll just also personally be gambling on yeah. the NHL. <laughs> well, you said what I'm up to, and yeah, I know this no. is a gambling podcast. I wanted to stay at I'm also gambling on hockey. Yeah. So in case yeah. anyone was worried, I'm betting on everything. <laughs> Wait, Scott's not gambling enough. We're concerned for your yeah. well being. And make sure you give him a follow on X. Yes. Uh, Good follow just, for sure. At Rachel Radio. Some of the better. You actually commentary. called it X. I'm in, I'm impressed. I'm yes. still, you know, going with Twitter. 
Yeah. yeah. Even it's, for it's, old guys, we've slow we've been ahead of the game with calling it X. Feels fun. Thank you for participating in the Sports Gambling Podcast. Hey, we'll be back with the uh, bonus underdog resurrection uh, resurrection episode, and then of course NFL picks. We got our props, DFS show, so much to go, and of course the uh, Friday night show over on Veasan, nine o'clock Pacific for Sports Gambling Podcast. I'm Sean stacking the money green. He's Ryan. Yeah, NBA's back. Check out the NBA Gambling Podcast. NHL is back. Check out the hockey game. Kramer, let it ride.